Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Welcome to the Comedy Arcade, part friendly panel show, part vicious competition, where contestants fight with their best anecdotes on mystery topics generated through a trusty bingo ball. I'm Vince Layton host of the show, Spirit of the Bingo Balls, and Games Master. Points will be awarded for originality, amusement value, and my general caprice and mood on the day. The contestant with the most points at the end of the game wins, but their opponents will be granted a few cheat codes along the way, just to keep it interesting. Welcome to this very special episode of Comedy Arcade in honour of International Women's Day. Now, for quite a long time there's been a pernicious rumour that women aren't funny, and I wanted to address that in a female-fronted panel show. I know, they said it couldn't be done. The women I've met since starting comedy have been the most intelligent, kind, resilient, but overall fucking hilarious people I've ever had the privilege to know. I'm proud to showcase them. So thank you for listening and believing in this podcast. Thanks to all the women who said yes to coming on this podcast, and also all the women in the Comedy Halls of Fame that got us where we are so far. We have a long way to go, but we are getting there, quite slowly. This episode, which includes some of my favourite bits, is for you. Women can do anything. But that doesn't mean we should. But we can. And that's the important bit, as some of these anecdotes show. Uh, we've learned a lesson here, but I don't think it's the right word. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you have um, something to add, Essa? Yeah, just that um, you're going to really hate this. But when, when my husband and I, um, we went travelling around New Zealand in a camper van. And I'm quite a good driver, but that day I was quite cavalier about it. And I ripped the whole side of the camper van on one of those guards in the petrol station. And we took it back at the end of the holidays because you could still drive it. And because it was low season, (laughs) they just said, oh, don't worry. Um, What? Oh my god! I mean, it, did it, you do a flirt though? Because it's different I mean, the way men and women are treated in these scenarios. We get very little as women, yeah. so you let us have this. I mean, fair, uh, yeah. look, look at me, Vix. I've got boobs. I know. So you know, yeah. I mean, New, New Zealanders understand boobs. <laughs> is he? It's, it's practically a currency. Yeah. Yeah. The sound it must have made must have been like. Oh, my boobs! No, no, no. I've damaged the car. There you go. That's fine. I'm doing this. I feel like I wasted a significant amount of money this year buying a skateboard for my uh, and I. Uh, I really thought, you know, what, I'm going to ride that skateboard, and then it arrived, and I realised I can't ride a skateboard, and I am an adult woman. So it wasn't pandemic and related I, that you can't well, ride it. You it just was. Bit of a panic buy. 
<laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, this is a thing I'd like to be able to, to whip around on a skateboard. And then I brought it and took it outside and was like, I have never felt more stupid in my life. Uh, and so now it just sits in my bedroom and I pretend it doesn't exist. Do you have <laughs> it flipped up, my... though, so you can see the artwork on it? And if anyone sort of comes yeah, yeah, yeah. the room, they like... sort of think, oh, yeah, she used yeah, skateboard. I, I, yeah, I'm bored. Yeah, I'm bored sometimes. <laughs> when in reality, I got so bored that I bought a skateboard that I cannot ride. I had a similar um, situation with roller skates, not blade skates, because mm. I watched Boogie Nights and I was like, yeah, that's me, Heather Graham, sexy. No, no, nothing sexy about being black and blue, head to toe, uh, <laughs> massive holes in me. <laughs> I did, how old were you when you did that? About the, you know, 35. Yeah. So I, did. <laughs> do you think... I was like, was it this year? No, it was last year. I bought you... all the kit as well. Like the, the oh wow. armbands, the little the little shorts. I was ready to roll a derby, except I have no sim- skills or coordination. Is this symptomatic of an oncoming midlife crisis? Because I did the same thing around the age of 35, but it was a pair of rollerblades. And I took them to the local park on my lunch break from my job at an office. And I thought, what I'll do is I'll just I'll just pop them on and I'll just go down the nice smooth parts. It can't be that hard. So anyway, I'm a grown woman. I'm 35. Yeah. I've got these rollerblades on and I travel about five yards, doubled up in the middle with my arms behind me. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I really had to carefully kind of ease my way onto the grass and sort of style it out, remove them and wander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, snowplow doesn't work on a rollerblade. No. <laughs> Absolutely it really doesn't. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, because I've got no coordination. Every time I find a sport that might be a nice outlet for my um, horrible aggression, I assume, <laughs> I assume I'll be good at it immediately. Mix? Oh, I haven't got an outlet, Sarah. <laughs> Are you, horribly, just, you seem, always seem to be smiling. The, the idea that you're horribly aggressive is, is a little bit frightening. I have my moments. Um, yeah, so case, ice hockey, I thought, could be my thing. Always very expensive, always very humiliating to be wrong. But I expect to yeah, be yeah, good yeah. things. In 36 years, I've not learned. So I will approach a new sport with all the confidence of like, this is it. This is the magic thing. This is how I'm going to be famous. This is my Olympic bid. And breakdancing is in the Olympics now. So I think a sport could. Oh, uh, finally, it's your I time. Could, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not breakdancing either. I did do some. <laughs> I did one street dance session. I shan't repeat it. There's nothing quite as cruel as a fully mirrored room. <laughs> mm. Looking, myself, looking myself in the eye doing that. <laughs> Dressed in a leotard. Straight out, straight into the sea. Uh, I always things. win things that I don't want to win. <laughs> like what? I uh, I won, um, well, it, it was a joint win, but the audience vote I, I won. I did a musical with, um, I don't know if you know it, uh, with oh, Kiri yeah. Pritchard-McLean mm. and Jade Adams. And I did it at MacFest two, two years ago. Or oh, no, it was just last year. And I sang uh, Fernando by Mamma Mia. Uh, Paul, you're looking confused. A musical, it's comedians singing songs from musicals. Just oh, okay. No, no. Yeah, got it. Got um, it. Sorry, yeah. And you have to, like, go for it and you get a costume and stuff. But, like, it's meant to be that you're not very good at, like... The Venn diagram singing. of comedians that like musicals is a circle. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not even that into musicals, but uh, Jade asked me to do it. And I thought, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And I sang <laughs> Fernando. But I was, I was up against Phil Wang, who has the... I literal voice of an angel. No way, he's, I wouldn't have called did, that about him. 
And he's he used to be a choir boy and he sang Maria from West Side Story and it was hauntingly beautiful and people were crying and I was fucking fuming. I was, stood, <laughs> I was stood at the back of the room wearing my ABBA costume and my wig and I was like, this fucking dick. I didn't I was like, we're supposed to be shit. We're meant to be shit. That's the whole thing. And I was so annoyed that I went on stage pissed off and I'd overcompensated with props and I had a confetti cannon and beach balls and things <laughs> that's exactly um, how I would play it <laughs> and I made everybody get their torches on their phone for when I was doing Fernando and um and then at the end because you if you win you have to come on and do a different song and at the end uh they asked us to say like you have to appeal to the audience to get you to win and I went I actually have absolutely no interest in coming back and singing my next song <laughs> Uh, well, that, think... that's enough to secure my vote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the entire room were like, "We're bringing her back." Um, what was it? Because what? I did. Uh, I just can't wait to be king uh, for the Lion King. And um, but because Phil was so good, and his second song was "Feed the Birds" um, from Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he he had not used props and costumes for his first song, but had props and costumes for his second song, which I think is quite an arrogant So he really wanted Um, it. Yeah, he thought he he had it in the bag. Then told them that he had high production values for his second song. So he ended up doing his second song as well. Oh, so he wanted it so bad that he tried to knock you off your worthy way. I was was so willing to be knocked. Yeah, (laughs) I wanted to be knocked, but then I did have to, I had to come on and do an encore and then he did an encore as well. I would have preferred your set to his set. Thank you. It's all a bit well, you know, no disrespect to Wang. He's a wonderful singer and he's a very talented man. And it was great to see him do Feed the Birds. He did Doesn't a swing feel like version in of it as well. The spirit of things, though, you're meant to be shit. I want people. Yeah, that's. I was fuming that he was talented because <laughs> I was. I was really not. Um, <laughs> And I, had I known, in fact, Jade came back to me and said, we're going to do another, uh, we're doing like a big a musical thing. Would you like to do it? And I said, I would rather die. Well, I mean, the only, as everyone else has said, I'm not massively competitive. I tend to be sort of quite, quite quiet and unassuming. But we went to Iceland once, me, and don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Iceland once and we booked onto this um could pay a bit of money and they could take you on like this truck to go snowmobiling and And there was a seven-year-old who apparently was the best at snowmobiling just give me time and i'll get to it (laughs) he's dead now (laughs) we get we get on this big army truck and we go to like the interior of iceland like you it's something you'd see on one of those programs where celebrities go and loads of freezers up. prawn rings uh, all that sort of thing and <laughs> crispy pancakes <laughs> over the shop so we get there and we get to this place it's like a little hut and you have to go in and put your snowmobile suit on and everything and I, nobody on this trip had ever done this before so i thought we'd get like a little coaching session before we started no so we get given a snowmobile, like these full-size, massive, honking snowmobiles. And uh, we're all lined up on them. He said, right, I want you all to drive over to that line over there. And there's a guy 
over sort of about, I don't know, maybe half a mile, you could just see them. So I'm revving up my, my thing and I'm having a bit of a panic attack and I'm just sort of thinking, God, this is awful. And I get going and I'm doing my, my standard 15 miles an hour, just thinking, stay safe, stay safe. And then all these people start to pull away from me and I start to get a bit edgy because like, I don't want to get left behind. So I start ramping it up. And before I know it, I'm doing 70 kilometres an hour on this snowmobile. Yeah. I've lost control completely. <laughs> I go straight past the bloke on the line. <laughs> end up, end up like managing. I do bring it to a halt, but I have to. It wasn't like the kind of halt the manufacturer advised. <laughs> and then I couldn't get it to start again, so one of the people had to come and get me on this. Oh my god! And all the people were just standing there looking at me like, well. You're silly, aren't you? We were told not to do that. And there's me, and I'm shaking like this in my <laughs> And I'm just... so hyped, just sort of <laughs> And a little part of you is like, yeah, but I did win. Did you see me doing 70? Yeah. yeah. No, you yeah, didn't because yeah. I was too fast. Uh... I was not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so embarrassed in my life. Uh, on, on my last <laughs> holiday, I um, told people that I could scuba, and um, that wasn't oh. true. <laughs> <laughs> I was just it's not like, a thing to lie about, is it? No, no. In the moment, firstly, it started off quite badly with jump off the side of the boat. And I was like, you fucking what, mate? You're not going to lower me in on some kind of winch. I mean, that's how I normally do it. Um, See, so yeah, I didn't want to do that at all. But by for shame, because I felt embarrassed, I, I managed to get off the boat. But I um, somehow managed to maroon myself on a coral <laughs> reef. And... <laughs> <laughs> I got I got spiked on the ass by coral and it was caught in my swimsuit so I couldn't get oh, away. God. And I was I was in a panic trying to kick away and apparently this coral is like priceless. So <laughs> the instructor was like screaming at me, everyone's laughing. <laughs> and then I went back to the boat. Um, Can I come on holiday yeah. with you next year, please? <laughs> It was so embarrassing. I was out of the water. I was flapping around. Wherever, the, wherever the pair of you go, whether it's snowy or whether it's hot, you'll have a fucking chaotic time, won't you? It's going to be great. It's going to be on telly. We've also seen our women be very candid on their relationships, dating, love, what not to do. Some of them you'll find here. Um, there are some laughs, some really poignant bits. Uh, okay, so the thing I've discovered um, about being a queer lady is that you have to believe in astrology. Like, no one tells you when you go in, it's not enough that I want to lick a clit. I've got to do sky maths as well. Like, so I've. Didn't you read the handbook? I My ex girlfriend got me a book about being a Capricorn for Christmas, which she said was a joke, but then insisted that I read it. Um, so yeah, and um, it's 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 all bullshit. I personally believe. Who do but, you? Yeah, what what is a Capricorn supposed to be like? Um, so Capricorns are meant to be really independent and self reliant, um, which is not true for me. Like, I am um, <laughs> quite a quick laugh there. Okay, um, I no, I'm I'm just not. It just doesn't fit me. Like I'm I'm kind you live, of you live on, you live on your own. I have dog and my parents oh, next yeah. door to me. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> in so, a house next door or in the same home? Uh, it's it's, it's, it's like Standing next just, to you, but I mean, it's technically got a different entrance. Tim Burton, so sure, Helen Bonham Carter style. Yeah. Or... <laughs> in a way, don't we all live on our own? Um, ah. I'm lonely, is what I'm saying. And, um, <laughs> you know, not independent kind of person. At school, I had to have like someone with me every time I put a tampon in. So it was just like 
Like, anyone or what, a specific? Just no, anyone. Anyone available. Just a PE team. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I got it the first time. I just, I love the company. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't be doing it. So late. So yeah, not, not a Capricorn. So Amanda, Amanda Donahoe came in and my friend Tristan was pissing himself laughing because he knew I fancied her so much and he was just killing himself laughing because I was all over the blah. I was like, oh my God, it's Amanda Donahoe. And um, at one point she came up to the bar and Tristan was like, go, 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 so go, 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 go. And I, I went up and I can I help it? You know what like, <laughs> And she went, oh, hello, darling. Um, do you have a match? And I was like, oh, you can't say that to a person with what I'm thinking in my head. And I went, yeah, you and me. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and I went, oh, you, oh, you mean to, to illuminate your cigarette? Right? Oh, I've got some, some matches. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. I love it. Oh God. She she was beautiful, very very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Is that a frog? And I was fired. No, I wasn't. But, yeah. I'm not even going to try to beat that. So I'm going to keep mine really quick because obviously I like as a journal and as an arts journal, I have mm. met and interviewed a lot of famous people. It's kind of what I do, guys. I'm a <laughs> um, MBD. And uh, I was on the phone to Barry Norman, he of film, yeah. name a year, and. Uh, he spoke to me and I said, wow, you sound just like you do on the telly. And he said, because <laughs> it's my voice. Ouch. Burned by Norman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He seemed such, like such a nice man as well. <laughs> he was so lovely as well, because a bit later on, I asked him if I could call him Baz. And he said, not if you, you expect me to answer. Oh. <laughs> Just, very much he, he yeah. i think he was teasing me rather than like please just make this woman fuck off <laughs> probably, probably the latter well um unbelievable we have run out of time despite getting through next to no balls at all but uh, <laughs> what do you expect with two lesbians on the panel um, we covered <laughs> bananas hot dogs but no balls <laughs> it's not our area of expertise fix it's not our area my breakup story is perhaps not as dramatic as yours because I, when I'm on the phone, if I've had enough, I just go, okay, then, and put the phone down. That's how I finish phone calls. And relationships. And, well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> then, bye-bye. <laughs> so this was what happened. I had a boyfriend who phoned uh, me you, up. You, you owe British gas how much? Okay, bye. <laughs> no, I had a boyfriend. No, okay, then, not okay, bye. So I had a boyfriend who phoned me up and he went, I think we should finish. I went, okay, then, and put down the phone, right? So then he phoned me back and went, I can't believe you did that. I went, well, I didn't do anything. You finished with me. He goes, well, we should discuss it. I went, well, do you want to finish with me or not? He went, yeah. I went, okay, then. And then he phoned me back. <laughs> So in the end, I had to finish with him because he kept fucking phoning me. <laughs> Just stop ringing me. We're over. Anyway, I'm still single, guys. Uh... Time of recording. <laughs> Look, she's a cracker in bed. She's easy to break up with. Well, what would you want? What would you want? Exactly. Can Tom, you do, can you do my advertising? Low <laughs> So how is he going to treat you right? Exactly. So right. so he's being romantic with his love and his. <laughs> And I was like, no, this is not the one. No. No. But you have nowhere to stay. No. I also love the fact that food has featured in this one as well. Like, what's wrong with these men? 
Like, don't they know? Like, I, I want to be fed yeah. properly. <laughs> like, not in a weird way, not like I in a niche kinky way. Just I, want <laughs> to be, I, I want to be fed in my stomach and my vagina. Um, <laughs> feed me all the way round. Testify. <laughs> all the way round. <laughs> <laughs> such a weird turn of phrase but I, I get it. what you're saying yeah. <laughs> I really get it feed me <laughs> friendships and specifically female friendships aren't always easy even for women supporting women in this next little bit you'll get a little sense of what it's like to be a woman she was invited to a play date at somebody's house and I really like the mum of this little girl and you know when you really like someone and you sort of want to be friends with them more than they want to be friends with you? Oh, yeah. It's a bit like that with me and this mum. And I went to her house and I sort of hung around <laughs> on the doorstep for long enough for her to, uh, you know... It will invite me in. Invite yes, me I have Rob, is he? And I went in, uh, in for a coffee and it was so obvious that it was just a little bit... She had to get on. She'd invited oh. someone to play with her kids so, her, so she could, you know, get on with her shit. She had me sitting down telling her all my stories... <laughs> And the more conscious I became of the fact that she didn't want me there, the more I would start talking. Yeah. So when I'm dying, if I'm dying on stage, I'll overrun. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, yeah. And then um, I finally left. I finally left kind of like about to get that burning feeling of shame. But I thought, do you know what? You're 47. This is yeah. who you are now. Just walk home, head held high. I'm a bit annoying. That's okay. Like, lean into it. Yeah. Also, yeah. Like, I think if, if it's an adult, finding another adult annoying when all they're being is nice and chatty then mm. the issue is definitely them yes right. why do you hate yourself she's <laughs> this woman is a bitch <laughs> no she's very very nice cool she shabby had, she, had, <laughs> she had stuff on right well who, who has who stuff cares? on who's yeah. busy what's she got going on got to go Batter Corona. Yeah, it's like people pay money to hear you chat, and you're exactly. there for free, doing some pro bono for yeah. this woman. I have invoiced you? her. Yeah. <laughs> you might not have done if the friendship had blossomed, but in the interest of pettiness, <laughs> it's a small gig, but it'll do. Buckle in, lads, because this is a story. <laughs> this is an actual story. I'm ready. Um, I work in casting, and I got the job um, after sort of freelancing and blah blah blah. And in the interview, I was they were like, "How would you feel about like meeting?" you know, famous people that you really admire. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm very, very professional. I'm so, so, so professional. And I'd been there for a week when I was sat in the office and in the kind of internal messaging system, um, one of my colleagues messaged me being like, Emma Watson is in the building. She's just gone to the loo. Now, I'm a fucking massive Harry Potter fan. <laughs> like, huge, got the tattoos and all that sort of shit. And um, I just, cool as a cucumber, just stood up and was like... I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> like, just dead to the office. And everyone, like, nobody announces it, but for some reason... I was, so I sort of walked in, and I go in, and I see, like, her skirt going into the loo, like, one of the two cubicles. And I'm like, damn it, I'm going to have to, like, figure this out. So I'm like, I'll go into the loo and pretend to pee, and I'll time it coming out at exactly the same moment. A new woman comes in, like, some other colleague. She's like, oh, hello, are you the new coordinator? And I'm like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, you're getting into, like, in the way of my, like, Emma Watson stalking. And, and so she, she then... I sort of like fob her off I go in and I shut the door and I hear the toilet next door flush and I'm like ah. Oh. so I fake blowing my nose I'm like sort of thing chuck it into the toilet um, and then come out and she's there just looking like a dream um, and she's like checking her makeup in the mirror and everything like that and I'm like 
Okay, how do I make this look as though like, I haven't just like followed you into the toilet? So I just start like casually like washing my hands. Um, and she goes over to the um, What's Madugi, the hand dryer. And I don't know what possessed me to do this. I like not only sidled up to her to share the hand dryer with her. <laughs> 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 but like disgustingly close like, like just like not okay levels yeah, in, of close in these days that seems even worse yeah yeah I know, yeah. I know. and she like and she's like immediately like sort of backs away and I and I'm like oh yeah, right like absolutely hun you do that because there's a psycho here and, um, and she she like backs away and I'm like oh you do know what never mind I'll just use toilet paper and then, like, <laughs> and then I go and like locked myself in the toilet and like sat there like hyperventilating about it I waited till I heard her leave and then, like, went back to the toilet, like, to the office, like, all sweaty and red-faced. And, like, they were like, why are we, what's the matter with you? And I was like, nothing. It was two years before I told my boss that story. That's great. Yeah. As- I mean, a sidle's kind of fine, but a sidle to share a, a-, a hand dryer is, that's-, that's a great story. The series has seen some fierce and not always flattering honesty. And my God, do we love a good shit joke. The first week, this is the first day of lockdown, I shot my pants in public. <laughs> Coming in strong. Oh tell tell me this. everything. Like, I mean, I would have played the double or nothing card for you. Like, this is like, you were already. Like, like, so what happened was... Uh, Remember, <laughs> relatively early stage me with a boyfriend. Right. Um, I when I need to go, especially if it's number two, I do not get much warning. Right. I You're like we have a minute to play. Yeah. This. It's right. like the train's leaving the station. You need to get on <laughs> quickly. And I was in waitrose of all places. That's the worst part. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the bit that I'm most embarrassed about. I was in waitrose. I could feel movement. Something was oh. happening down below. So I was like, I need to get home as quickly as possible. And yeah. with me, because this isn't my first rodeo, I knew. All I had to do was keep the tension yeah. below. Just keep it tense, keep it tense, keep walking really quickly. Mm. And um, uh, I think what happened was I was walking down the street, run, 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 nerdy home, nerdy home. And then I had this feeling where I thought, oh, it's fine. I don't need to go to the <gasps> toilet anymore. Uh, it's gone back up. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was like, oh, it's fine. And then I was like, hang on. That's not a good sign. Is it? <laughs> So you don't need to go to the toilet anymore. Oh my god! Maybe that's not a good Oh, sign. I see. So I got home, and our flat is small. It's bed, it's bedroom, bathroom, and kitchen, living room. Right. Simple people, and <laughs> and earlier, earlier. The, keep in mind about the day before, I'd had an argument with my boyfriend because I lose lo- loads of lush stuff, and I don't clean the shower afterwards. And my boyfriend was like, "You leave brown stuff all around. It looks like you've pooed yourself." And it got really. I was like, "That's." Lush like show some respect that stuff is really dear so I went into the bathroom I pulled my pants down knickers were right off they were right off so what I had to do was to know because there's no bin in the bathroom and he's in the kitchen living room I'm about to spend three months in lockdown with them so what I did was I stuck them into the shower cap pulled my pants up yeah ran into the bath ran into the bedroom pulled a pair of PJs on, <laughs> ran into the kitchen, secretly put the shower cap yeah. into the bin, 
perfect crime. Yeah. I honestly felt like it was Midsummer Murders oh. and I got no way Did you not consider rinsing pants in sink? No, it was too late. It was too late. They had seen things that no Nicholas should have ever seen. (laughs) But the worst part is, I was feeling really smug. As smug as somebody who had just shot their pants could be. But I was feeling really smug. He won. (laughs) And like snuggling on the couch with my boyfriend. Maybe I can have it all really smug and happy about myself. And then I couldn't find my phone charger. And my boyfriend was like, oh, for God's sake. So he went into the bedroom to get it. And then I heard him call out my name. (laughs) And it was the formal way he called out my name. I thought, oh, oh, dear. And I went in and he was stood by my side of the bed. I swear this is true. And he was looking down what can only be described as like a cattle track of human (gasps) shit. (laughs) On the floor. And because I hadn't been aware of it, I'd actually trodden in it a little bit. Oh, no. So it looked like cave paintings all over the floor. And then he looked down at me and he looked at me and he said, listen, is this more of your lush <laughs> And this is a scoop. <laughs> One time my vagina swelled shut. Wow. <laughs> You as well. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I can't what was about goes, to talk about? There that. goes my embarrassing injury story. <laughs> yeah. What? What? So I got a colposcopy. Do you guys know what that is? No. Okay, so it's when they think Pull? you might have HPV. Oh. <clears throat> when they think you might have HPV, they go in and they slice a piece of your cervix with a hole puncher uh, out. And it's not supposed to hurt and they, but it did. They do a biopsy on it. I came back, you know, flying colors, did not have <laughs> HPV, but. That would have been a really dark end to this story. Yeah. <laughs> and also can, like. Get can you the, pass an and, STI test with flying colors? I've never heard that yeah. before. <laughs> so <Smashed> clean. <laughs> yeah. Also like if you're listening to this and you've ever been offered Gardasil, take it because you don't want this freaking procedure done. The colposcopy, it hurts so bad. So they basically, they told me it wasn't going to hurt because that's what they always say because they're fucking ass holes and they did it and I immediately passed out from the pain it hurts so bad because they're snipping off a piece of your organ like why would that not fucking hurt so they like basically slapped me awake and they were like what did you skip breakfast this morning and I was like yeah but that's not why I passed out no I didn't skip I was like no I did not skip breakfast like you just lied to me about how this was going to feel. And I was bleeding. You're not supposed to bleed when that happens either. So it was really traumatic and awful. I had to have my friend shout out Jess, if you're listening, she picked me up from the gynecologist's office. Um, and I, it was very weird. They use this weird glue, this sealant to like seal the cervix that they removed to seal it up. This doesn't oh. sound like a real place that you went. <laughs> I, this is American healthcare. <laughs> Just going to glue that back together. The NHS has got its problems. (laughs) Right. Like in the rest of the world, when they think you have HPV, they're just like, oh, we'll monitor that to see if it turns into cervical cancer over the course of 10 years. But in the US, they're like, we need to laser out half of your cervix, like because we'll make $500 doing that or something. So my friend picked me up. She brought me home. They put this fucking glue in there and the glue got really hard and started to fall out, which was really weird. But then the next day I was in the shower 
and I was like rub-a-dub-dubbing it and my fucking vagina sealed shut. It was like a wall. Like I could not get in there. Can you believe that? Just from the trauma, I think. God, everything I've ever had pushed into my cervix is really hurt as well. Like more than and it's not really all everything pain. what a what <laughs> yeah but, some, some like, got an only fans uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can plug it at the end I the only fans or whatever um <laughs> oh, what's the 60 percent of these things have been medical yeah that's whereas whereas true. for me with jackie weaver i was like oh there's another woman that's not bothered to learn comedy that's going to be on panel shows before me then yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there she was on adam hill's the last leg the prophecy was realized there you go there i mean go. no disrespect to her she handles a zoom call but other guests are available <laughs> women are funny not even me other people good people funny people <laughs> sometimes alongside the laughs there is just some bloody good advice what better way to end this episode, which is especially for International Women's Day, than with some women talking bollocks? Have a great day. I can't wait. Um, basically, <laughs> I think I if, can't wait for. if someone is trying to annoy you or is trying to get at you, you should act the opposite of how they want you to act because it will really piss them off. And because they expect a certain reaction and because you don't do it, then they don't know what to do. So at the moment, there's a comic who I can't mention who is blanking me. And I pretend that I don't notice and it is really pissing him off so last time we gigged together I went, oh hi there it's a really good gig oh I just chatted away oh you have a really great time they're lovely they're actually horrible they're lovely and I, he was getting really wound up because it's like the third or fourth time he's blanked me and I pretend <laughs> not to notice how can I, I just have this little conversation because you can't break his blanking me go look I'm blanking you having to say that look in I'm, front of I'm... other comics as well I mean he just looked like a twat but it that's is awful. really annoying him because the whole thing about blanking somebody is to make them feel bad about themselves isn't it that's you know it's a power thing and I'm pretending that he's so unimportant that I don't notice he's blanking me I mean don't you think that's brilliant I... it's brilliant I love it yeah I'm... it's a classic Maureen move <laughs> oh yeah yeah always you know I remember once somebody was trying to make me feel guilty never works said I'll just do it by myself then I went okay then I was like, well, you know, because I'm not going to change my mind, am I? <laughs> so I just pretended that I thought they were that was they were being, you know, they were going, oh, okay, but they were fine about it. Outstanding. That is a good life hack. <laughs> just Maureen's very much like I just don't give a shit about what anyone else thinks. That's her <laughs> life hack, and it's, it's a good one to live by, I think. There's a book in this. <laughs> do you know? Because you know, my mum, my mum used to do all that emotional blackmail, and so I remember when I wanted to go around the world, she went. Well, don't you worry about me? And I went, well, I won't. Because I knew because I knew she didn't want me to go, but I'm like, well, I'm not going to worry about you. I'm going to go around the world. You'll be fine. Oh, yeah. You'll be fine. I have those arguments with my mum as well, where she's like, don't text me again. And I don't. And then she follows up and I'm like... <laughs> Do you know what? I had that on my, my mum. Mixed my mom, messages, mum. My mum phoned me to say, I'm not talking to you anymore. And I was in the f- film cinema, so I didn't get the message. Then she phoned me up later on going, I'm going to, don't, don't, don't talk to me. And then she was... Why haven't you answered my call? I'm not phoning you anymore. And I think, well, if you're not going to talk to me anymore, <laughs> stop ringing me. Do you know what I mean? But it was like... <laughs> yeah, I've deleted she... your number. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> she got there eventually, Maureen. Yeah, she didn't get there. She's not talking to me now. But, you know, it, it was quite funny because I was like, well, you st- I get about four voice messages of her saying, stop talking. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> what about you guys? What's your life hacks? Um, okay, this seems like a weird... Jen, am I cutting you off? Do you have one? Oh, no. no, no, not at all. Um... 
I had a few run through my head, but I think the one, this is so random, but uh, my life, life hack is if somebody asks you a question or something, <laughs> sorry, I just looked up and saw Vix, you put on your sunglasses because the sun is shining in your face. I didn't see that before. And I was like, oh my God, Corey Hart is interviewing. Okay. <laughs> I, they uh, hate this life- at meetings in my job. <laughs> you look so great. You look so great. I love that you want sunglasses. I want us all to be wearing sunglasses. Um, my life hack is when somebody asks you a question or yeah, if anyone asks you, repeat back the question before you answer it. That is my biggest life hack, I think, because whether you're no matter what your situation is, if you say back the question, it gives your brain a chance to like respond and and make sure there's. So I always think repeat back a question. If somebody asks you a question, you can rephrase it if they're like, uh, you know what I mean? Hard questions. How's the weather today? Mm, How is the weather today? You don't have to do that. But with will uh, you marry me? Will you marry me? Will I marry you? <laughs> you could say that though. Will I marry you? Of course I'll marry you. know, like to make the answer, it gives you a moment to think and to feel like answers come from a correct place. So I always say, repeat back a question. Yeah. And if you don't want to answer, just repeat back the fucking question and walk away, right? Yeah, you don't have to answer. You don't have to answer anyone's question. Will I marry you? Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you don't know the answer to that, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Will I marry you? Yeah. You could go so many places if you just take that extra minute. So that's my life hack. I think. Yeah. These are great. You should contribute them to take a break magazine. You could earn real money. <laughs> There's, it, it's really comforting. If you think you're having a bad time, honestly, take a break, get it in your life. It's a beautiful thing. And then they Love have it. this whole page of this stuff, people giving ludicrous advice oh don't have a handbag use a pizza bread like it is brilliant oh my god that is very good advice actually don't have a bra. use the pizza bread yeah i know okay. um yeah somebody used sanitary towels to make their hips use the pizza bread yeah oh sanitary what? towels Stuck sanitary towels to themselves who wants to, to give make them... their hips look wider girls Can't want big all... bums and hips right now a yeah. lot of girls yeah. want well, I curves. wish that had been a thing when I was. I know. Are you fucking telling? Where was my Lizzo? Where That's was all my I'm fucking <laughs> big ass and big hips when I was like big assing and big hipsing it around? Nowhere. Fun of for being big all my life. Why? Yeah, I, yeah I've been Everyone waiting for these this, years. This, it was size zero when I was growing. Can you imagine how 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 many teenagers of my age had body dysmorphia because we were told size zero was attractive? Jesus. Fortunately, yeah. we're in my forties now, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> What's your life hack, Jen? Don't take it personally. Oh, oh. oh, that's a very good one. It depends what, what's being said, though, isn't it? I'm talking about in a work situation, generally oh. speaking. I, I, I mean, obviously, I, I think, obviously, if someone has been a cunt to you, then do take it personally. And you know the difference. But I mean, like, sometimes, say, for example, and I guess I'm talking particularly from stand-up comedians you do that thing where you send 60 emails out don't you to go please can I have a gig 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 and like no one gets back to you and you're like nobody wants to book me Uh, they all hate me yeah Um, no (laughs) Maureen's not related to this at all (laughs) no 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 I do think that's true you you kind of think there's some kind of conspiracy that they don't want to book you you can I mean I've done it I did it myself it can be even that you text a mate and they haven't texted back or whatever it is. Sometimes people are just really busy or they just don't get back to you straight away. And it's not because they don't like you or they don't care about you or you're not important to them. It's just, you know, just at the beginning, don't take it personally. If that person blanks you for a long time, do take it personally. Yeah. But, you know, 
And then just pretend you haven't noticed. And then just do what Maureen has, pretend you haven't noticed, and turn up yeah. at the 18th birthday party or whatever it is. <laughs> um, why are you going to an 18th birthday party in your 40s, Brista? I don't know. I'm weird. Um, just don't take it. Yeah, don't take it personally would be my life hack. Love it. The most important thing to remember is you're not very important and no one's thinking about you. It's not all about you. It's, it's That's about what you. I always try to say. It's not yeah. all about you, Alison. There's shit happening in the world. Exactly. No, 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 one, no I'm the main character. Thanks for listening to the Comedy Arcade. There'll be a new episode next Thursday with new balls and new guests. If you liked it, like us any way you can and subscribe and tell all your friends. Also, tell us. We're in all the usual places on all the social media. And if you didn't like it, I've been Alison Spittle. This is Wheel of Misfortune. It's similar, but it's not the same. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.